from the Summer Skate Studios behind the mask hockey shops present College Hockey West Live for November 22nd, 2022. Behind the mask College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota, college graduate, member of the military, then you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. AT&T Wireless, unlimited high-speed 5G data at no extra cost. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. M-Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game in style at summerskates.com. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. And by Drury Inns and Suites, travel happy again. Book your next stay at druryhotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-INN. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, as a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. Indeed, it is Tuesday night, which means it's time for College Hockey West Live. It's our staple. It's where it all started. Scott Strandy with you tonight in uh, Maricopa, Arizona, at the beautiful Harris Resort Casino Hotel. And everything that goes along with it, they missed the forecast by about, I don't know, a bunch of clouds and 15 degrees today. It was a balmy 76 uh, here in Arizona. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from Long Island, New York. And if he takes his uh, phone off mute, we'll hear him. Paul, how are you? Why would I want to do that? Why does anybody want to hear me? <laughs> because they're tired of hearing me? I don't uh, know. I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, 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 to, um, I don't know. It was a balmy 50-something today and sunny. Wow. I'm impressed. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> I don't know how your day was, but my day, my day was bad. <laughs> um, that sucks. I mean, uh, you know, I mean. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Okay, I lost you. It was my headphones. Uh, they're they're playing games with me again. Again, yeah. Well, uh, listen, I'm working yeah, on it. Hold on. <laughs> all right. Um, I think yeah. maybe I maybe I have them now. You okay. Sure. Because yeah, I now can I can hear. hear. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, on and off I can hear you. But anyway, well, as I said, my day was rough. Were. I was going to go to uh, Arizona State practice today. Um, had a flat tire. Um, did not make it to practice, which was a bummer. Um, yep. I had hoped that I was going to visit with uh, one Josh Doan and uh, get his thoughts on not only the season, but this huge, huge weekend coming up for Arizona State. And uh, being the captain of that squad, I thought he might have some really good input. But that will have to wait uh, for another day because uh, I am uh, I didn't make yeah, it. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, these these are the things that happen, right? You have a flat tire. And... Yeah, I mean, you never know. I mean, you never right. know what's going to happen. So you just got to take it uh, one one day at a time. Yeah, that's pretty much what you have to do. I mean, you know what happens, and uh, listen, no, nobody gets hurt. That's really because I've seen some bad flat tires. Yeah, yeah, and and out here, um, the pavement's hot. There's rocks. There's everything uh, that can uh, be an impediment, if you will, in uh, your path of your wheels. So anyway, yeah, well, that, that's I'll a whole just, nother story. It is. I was going to say, there's it, none of it is as bad as the day I saw an RV lose its entire wheel. Oh, not just the tire. Yes, the entire. I wheel. can't even imagine. And the sparks were flying from that, from that, from that, from that wheel axle. Holy smokes! I got out of there in a hurry. I bet you did. I don't blame you a bit for that. Um, 
Yeah. So, so anyway, there's hockey going on today because it's well, uh, Thanksgiving more. weekend. Uh, okay, there was hockey going on today. Yes. How about that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> what happened? Um, Give us an update, Paul. What happened well, so far? I, I think, uh, as expected, Merrimack uh, waxed Holy Cross 5-1. to one. Uh, Cornell hosted Sacred Heart up there in Ithaca. Um, tough game. Sacred Heart leading most of the way. Uh, Cornell ties it uh, early in the third, wins it midway through the third. Uh, you know, uh, a good non-conference test uh, for both teams. Uh, Cornell struggling a little bit. I think they're going to end up a little bit like Clarkson because they normally, um, you know, are much better than a 500 team. And uh, our buddies up there from Fairbanks uh, took Penn State to the end. And fortunately, and they came out on the short end of the stick. Oh, um, uh, they got it. They were down three nothing. Came back to make it three to two. Uh, about six minutes into the third period, um, couldn't couldn't get the equalizer. Uh, you know, good job on the penalty kill for Alaska, going five for five, but uh, couldn't generate enough offense to. Uh, it would be a, it would have been a pretty big upset for the night uh, if, if Fairbanks is yeah. in Penn State. Yeah, and, it would have been. It would have made a lot of people, um, I think, in this, in our coverage area, very very happy. Yeah, well, it would have. Um, I think that uh, you're at this point. I, I'm not really. Uh, the upsets are going to happen. Uh, they are happening, obviously, with much more frequency. At least. Uh, perceptually early in this, you know, as the, you know, at this part of the season, um, uh, unless of course Denver's playing, in which case, um, you know, status quo. Status quo, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, as Coach Powers told us last night, he loves uh, and is really good friends with Guy Godowski, but he was uh, right. definitely cheering for Fairbanks tonight. Yeah, of course, yeah, of course. I mean. Penn State and ASU will always be linked at the hip in the college hockey world. Of course. Yeah, that that's only logical. You know, they came in at the basically at the same time, a year apart. And both had success at the ACHA level. Yeah, and both, you know, have risen up the ranks pretty fast. Uh, Penn State had some obvious advantages early, but like I said, they're always going to kind of be linked at the hip, no matter what. Um, for because they both had success at the ACHA level about the same time, and obviously making the jump to D one uh, at the same time. And forgetting about the money, they did do it differently uh, on the ice as well. Uh, Penn State waited a year. Um, I don't know if that was an option in Tempe, but. You know, Penn State did have the luxury of kind of setting up their recruiting and so forth and so on, hiring, you know, and, and the coaching staff had had time to go out and get players. Now, this was obviously pre-portal, but they will always be linked at the hip. So it was nice to have uh, some, you know, some a couple more games tomorrow night too. You got uh, game two of Fairbanks and Penn State, and. Um, Notre Dame going to Boston to play BU in kind of a uh, weird sandwich around Thanksgiving weekend series. They're playing BU tomorrow night and then BC on uh, Friday night. So that's kind of interesting there. Turkey and uh, Boston, they call it. Yeah, and I don't, and I don't, and those are the only two guys. I don't see them playing a third game, but you know, I guess they could have if they wanted to, but. They're not so, um, you know. The, that's that's some uh, interesting stuff there, and I, you know, of course, we're rooting for Fairbanks. We 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 love them. Well, I didn't say we weren't. I just said I, I was a little bit surprised that Coach Powers was, because uh, he uh, gave us the insight as to why. Uh, and, wow. And I thought last night, and I want to reflect on that just a little bit. 
because okay. we didn't really have time at the end. But last night was fin- was fantastic. And every time we have Coach Powers on, it's always the same. It's always great content. We always wish we could have him on another half hour, 45 yeah. minutes, because um, there's just so much to get into. Like, I didn't even get a chance to ask him. And I don't know if he could comment yet or not on David Himovich, but um, if 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 he would have been able to to get into that, I thought that would have been great. And even some of the other early signings to find out where they stack up. But um, obviously the conversation last night was to talk about um, what was ahead of them this weekend. And that's university of Minnesota. And he made no doubts about it, that he recognizes that for some reason they don't like him, Uh, not him personally, but they don't like his team. And I don't blame him for not getting into the details. That's that's our job. Our, that's my our job. job. And I will more, be more <laughs> than happy to get into it if they would like. I mean, uh, but anyway, it's uh, you know I I I knew he he understood what the situation was. He doesn't. He says he doesn't really understand why, and I don't blame him. Um, you know, you take the high road when you can. No, I get it. And and you go just beat him. You know, but don't think, Paul, that there's not going to be a little extra effort starting in warmups on Friday night all the way through post game on Saturday night, because this, I believe to Arizona state is about as big as it gets on home ice. Yeah. And you know, most of these, you know, most of the games in, in the history have not been close. No, no. no. And, and he and talked I, a little bit about the, that pandemic series where he was out guys. And he said, you know what? I could have forfeited. We could have forfeited, but we didn't, we chose not well, to we chose to play the game. I, I understand. I agree with him. But I, even the first couple of games, you know, they, they played, I told played you four that games too. last year. <laughs> they played four games that year, and and only one of them was relatively close. Um, you know, ASU ended up on the short end, six to four. Um, at one point, uh, you know, ASU was, you know, was was even ahead in that game, three two. And then uh, that other maroon and gold team got hot and went on a you know got four in a row and that was that. But uh, even those goals, the 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 the, the spiky goal that really did them in came late in the third period. So um, you know I, I get it. I'm not even talking about those last two games, which were very lopsided, but. Um, I don't know. You you would think, uh, maybe not. I don't know uh, that. The, the, I would love to know what the venom is. Other than, really, really, you need no, me to I, s- I explain that is. to you again. Uh, anyway, um, I, I thought Coach Powers was very optimistic on a couple of things. Number one, he referred to the way they played against North Dakota as very, very good, uh, probably their best, as I have said, in the uh, in the third period. And then he reverted back and he said, you know, uh, North Dakota went and split on Minnesota's ocean, <laughs> which I thought was pretty yeah, cool, I was, talking and, about and, the big ice surface yeah, in Minnesota. The, it's just them and St. Cloud pretty much that have that left, right? I can't, I can't. I know, Alaska. Maybe there's one more. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, anyway. Um, I thought that was interesting that he brought that up himself, that that was uh, a unique situation <laughs> for for um, for them. And, and I think right. that gives him confidence that, hey, we can play with these guys. If we could beat North Dakota and they split with them on the road in Minnesota, right. I think we can play with these guys at home in our building. And you asked him, what do you have to do? And he came straight out and said, we have to skate with them. These guys yeah. can skate. We can't yeah, we can't that's... quit moving our feet. And we well, got to move pucks, and we got to stay ahead of them. And 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 you'll see that early. Oh, yeah, you'll see that I in mean, warmups. Well, no, that's not what I meant. I mean, you'll know I early know. on know. watching the game uh, whether or not ASU is going to uh, do what they have to do to keep up with them skating wise, because usually their tell is very early, and they usually don't get out of it. When they start chasing the puck. Yeah, exactly. I, the only thing, Paul, that I'm even remotely worried about is is the injury bug. Um, there's there's quite a few really good Sun Devils that aren't playing, or yeah. probably won't be playing. And I fortunately, I think that's true. 
And I think when you play against a team like Minnesota, you'd like to have all your weapons and uh, not being able to have some guys uh, is going to make it a bit difficult. But then again, um, we've talked about that depth, uh, the quality depth. They're not Denver, but they're darn close as far as who they can throw out there. And if you can keep this game close uh, with TJ Semptenfelter in net, I think you have a chance to, to push it over the top. Well, I mean, you obviously, if you if you keep it close, you 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 want to have that chance in the end, um, and you know I think you know the you know before the season started, coach said, hey, we have enough for five lines. Well, okay, and I I don't think that they expected to have a whole line plus injured. Right. Um, I, I I think that, you know, one of the things that ASU did really well in that North Dakota, in that North Dakota game is they played very well positionally. You can do that even if you're down some guys. But you have to do it. Right. And yep. it's actually more important to do it in in a situation where you're down some guys. So I want to ask you this, because you follow the pairwise. You uh, do the rankings for us. You do your Super 16 for us, I should say. Um, so when I when I say this, um, let's let's look at the uh, the end of the weekend in a couple of ways. Let's say that okay. that on uh, Saturday night about midnight Eastern time, uh, we're looking at it and we're saying like, wow, it was two, three, two games. Minnesota won them both. Success? No success? Shock? Hurt? What? Where does it come in in, in your eyes and the pairwise if they lose two, three, two games at home? You're losing two, you're losing two games at home. That, that's never good. But is it the fatal death nail? Maybe. Yeah, I Maybe. was afraid you were going to say that. <laughs> um, I guess that would depend on what, how, what you did the next week at Denver. Okay. So but hold I that thought. It, but hold, hold that thought. Because okay. here's question number two on this. All right. What if it's what if it's 3-2 Friday night ASU, 3-2 uh, Saturday night Minnesota? How does that sit with you? I, I think that would leave ASU right about where they are. Okay. They might uh, move up a spot or two depending on the outcomes of the other games. Third scenario. What if it's a 3-2 win Friday night and a 3-2 win Saturday night for Arizona State? How far does that vault them? Oh man, these are hypotheticals. So you don't uh, have no, to. No, I get that. Obviously. I get that. Uh, once again, it would depend on the results of the other games. But you would think a sweep against the number two team in the pairwise would get you pretty darn close to that. 15 16 spot yeah and i thought that was interesting that was the point i was trying to get at uh through these uh, hypotheticals was coach power said you know I, I think we'd like to be around 15 and i think we could have been around 15 had we oh. had a couple of things go our way but but i'm asking myself is 15 really good enough because when i look at it paul i think you need to be around 10 12 well good enough no yeah, I think you need to be around 10, 12 at the, at the new year, start of good the new enough, year. Good enough, no. But does it put you in a solid position with this much, with, with the schedule they have left? Yes. Yeah, I agree. I totally because, agree on that. I just was curious as to, uh, I think if you wanted to say we're a legitimate tournament team without a doubt, if you're sitting in that 10, 12 spot on New Year's Day, um, you're going to be able to look at it and go, yeah, you know, we're, we're a solid team that can do this. And I, I still think that team is there. 
I think it's inside them. I just think they have a few hiccups here and there. And coach talked about it. You know, you miss some players. You certainly don't use it excuses because everybody has that problem. Yeah. But you got to figure out ways to overcome that. Um, he talked about that final 16 seconds on Friday night about, um, you know, letting one get away, um, yeah, giving them an easy sure. one or however he called it. Um, oh, you know, that's uh, that, those are things that you may come back and look at. You've talked to me already uh, every single day about how big that uh, Colgate game was going to yeah. be. Well, yeah, it, it it is big because, you know, even if you keep everything else the same, at least if they won that game, they'd be in that 15-16 spot. Man, isn't that crazy? Because Colgate is not that great. Um, mm-hmm. But it isn't hard to believe when you think about it that that one game could have moved them up that far. Well, I mean, listen, it is crazy. That's the math. Um, obviously, if you're I don't an like ASU, math. If you're, I know I'm not a big fan of math either. Um, but you know, if you're an ASU fan, uh, you want Colgate to keep winning. You want Colgate to win now. The more they win, the better it is. The more North Dakota wins, the better it is. Yep. Um, the more Bemidji wins, the better it is, even though you split with them. Oh, no, you got the win in, uh, uh you know, it was Bemidji. Yeah. You gotta, yeah. you gotta win in a tie and a loss. Right. Um, but the better Bemidji does, the better that is for ASU because that was on the road. So, okay. So let me ask you this then, because <laughs> this is another hypothetical and interesting hypothetical. I think you're talking about all these teams that you want to 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 win to help ASU, but it, what if they go on streaks? What if Bemidji goes on a streak? Could they potentially take your sure. spot? So how much do you want them to win? Enough. Why did I know that was going to be the answer? Enough. Well, it's uh, funny because... Because I know what people are going to say. They're going to say, you want everybody that, that you played to continue to win because right. isn't that going to hurt you no. eventually? Well, maybe, but it is what it is. And by the way, um, maybe I'm just stating the obvious, but but the... The discussion we had on Sunday night about things being topsy-turvy, that was also part of other people's conversations this week. <laughs> and maybe it's just because we go on Sunday and they go, you know, they go after that. But, um, you know, uh, you know, with Michigan State being up near the top and they were expected to be last, AIC closer to the bottom in that conference than closer to the top. Uh, right now, uh, you have uh, RIT uh, in the 20 spot fighting for an at-large bid, regardless of what happens in the Atlantic Hockey. Uh, Sacred Heart has stumbled a little bit, and so they've dropped. Um, but it would definitely make for a much more interesting uh, season in Atlantic Hockey. Um, I'm really curious to see as we we watch them anyway. Um, the other seven teams in the NCHC, because you know we talk about things being upside down and topsy turvy. Uh, we're not used to those teams being in the middle of the pack. No. Let me tell you that, and I'm glad you brought that up because that is a great topic to end the first segment with here. But when you look at the NCHC other seven, as you call them, first of all, nobody wants to finish eighth because they don't want to get Denver in the first round. I get that. And and number two is everybody that's in the middle, the other seven, are all looking really hard at two, three, and four because we know what those bring. Yeah. Opening first round playoff games. And um, so I think the battle right now is, and, and I don't think any coach will tell you that, uh, you know, we just almost conceding to Denver, but I think they'll say, yeah. you know what? We, we got to find a, a spot in two, three, and four. That's what we have to do yeah. because if we want any shot and if we can avoid um, um, 
Denver in the first round, that's a must. That is a must. No matter where we finish, we have to avoid them because you're pretty much done uh, if well, you get them in the first round. Yeah, I mean, it's just, and yes, I sit here and I'm still not completely sold on St. Cloud and even less so Western Michigan. And I know what the conference standings are. I get it. I have them in front of me. But um, clearly, the that race is tight. I mean, Omaha has only played four conference games, and they have six points in seventh place. Uh, everybody else has played six. So it's Western with 12 points, St. Cloud with 11 uh, Duluth and CC with eight, North Dakota with seven. Uh, so obviously one weekend could change that tremendously in any direction. You know, not just, you know, not just, uh, you know, some team moving up or some team moving down. It could happen a bunch because, you know, there are so many games left. And you want to see... Uh, Listen, it does kind of make it more fun if teams are. No, no, it doesn't. What it makes it is funner, funner California. <sighs> Jesus, no. I mean, I, I mean, it does exist, so I can't say that it doesn't. But um, yeah, yeah, funner California. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I mean, so. Um, and if you look at the other leagues, I mean, those are all over the place too, right? I mean, Army had a big weekend and they needed it, uh, even though they're still kind of at the bottom of the standings, right? But they needed it because, uh, you know, they had to get their ship rightened. Um, you know, Air Force on the season is 500. Hold, hold on a minute. Did you just say Army needed to get their ship right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Yeah. What about their tank? Well, that, well whatever. <laughs> I, I thought that, that was nonsense. funny. <laughs> um, you know, um, I mean, AIC is far from out of it in that league. and They, they were the early favorite. But, uh, I mean, RIT, it looks like right now they're going to run away with it. I mean, they they have a six point. What are you lead. waiting for? You want an argument from me or something? No, no, no I'm just, I'm just pa dramatic pause. They have oh, a six love point it. lead love on it. Sacred Heart. Um, and AIC has actually played one more conference game than than those two, as well as you know. So uh, uh, they're in third right now, but Niagara is not that far out of it considering they've played three less conference games and only three points down um, so uh, AIC uh, maybe they get hot but uh, they were the heavy preseason favorite and, and they're not playing that way uh, we don't even know what the heck's going on in the Big Ten outside of um, we know that Go ahead Wisconsin and say ain't winning it Go ahead and say it. What what does the Big Ten play? What kind of hockey? They play pond hockey. <laughs> I love it. I love but, it. I can't. I cannot wait to run into some of my Minnesota friends this weekend because I'm sure that anybody that's listened to our show is going to uh, jab at me about pond hockey. So I love it. Well, Thanks for saying that. I said it. I don't care. You can blame me. I don't care. Blame um, you? They already know it's you. Yeah. Okay. So don't worry about it. Uh, uh, but you know that's you know the top of that league is 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 tight right now. Uh, that other maroon and gold team with eighteen, Michigan State with seventeen, and Penn State with sixteen. You know, um, I think the biggest shocker, and it's still early, and the the there is definitely um, a difference in the games played. Um, but Bowling Green right now is two points ahead of Minnesota State. But Minnesota State's got four games in hand. So that could change dramatically and probably will. Probably will. Um, 
Northern and, and Tech are not out of it. You know, they've played eight games, and they're a point or two behind Minnesota State. So they're not, you know, they're not that far out of it. Um, you know, uh, and it's kind of weird, you know, after last year to not see St. Thomas on the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Rico, way to go, Rico. Keep building I mean, listen, that. they have, they have extra it. games played Keep and go and go and go. But, and it's just weird because – Maybe it's because I'm old, but there was a time where Lake Superior was one of the top programs in the country, was it not? You are correct, my friend. You are correct. Um, okay, so let's do this. Let's take okay. a quick break. Let's come back because uh, I want to start off by uh, by really talking deep, if we can, for maybe 15, 20 minutes about uh, our independent teams because I think the okay. independents are going to be a factor. Um, I think there's only one that's going to make it into the NCAA tournament, but I think the others are going to have a factor in what happens and who gets into the tournament. So we'll, well talk yeah. about that uh, in just a few minutes. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or behindthemask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at behindthemask.com. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for their next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goal. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My collegehockeyinc.com and follow at college hockey really jr you think you can still do this i'm focused you're way too old to hit that target from there i've been listening to everything you said it's been running through my head locked and loaded still got it still got it From the nation's best college hockey conference, access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games, ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Question? Comment? Let us hear from you on our text message line at 303 943 3772. Indeed, it is the text line. It's where you can message us your questions, your comments, anything that you'd like us to talk about or or refer to. Feel free to reach out on the text line. 
It is College Hockey West Live. It's Tuesday night. Scott Strandy with you tonight from uh, beautiful Maricopa, Arizona, about 30 miles south of the Phoenix metropolitan area at the beautiful Harris Resort and Casino. And my co-host is always Paul Hornstein from about 10 feet below sea level in that beautiful palatial estate that he likes to call a basement. Yeah, well, that's what it is. No windows, <laughs> et cetera. Um, but kudos. I mean, I, where you are now was nothing when I was there, literally. Yeah. it's there nothing uh, there. <laughs> you, you, you would be shocked if you see I what it be. looks like now. I you would, would totally be shocked. I, w- um, I, I totally would be. And I'll tell you right now, I came from Phoenix today um, on the way home, and there's a four-lane road that comes from Phoenix to Maricopa. It's about, I don't know, 20 miles, maybe less than that. And uh, the traffic was bumper to bumper at 6.30 at night almost the entire way. It's just, it's insane. It is insane with the number of people that live out here in their building. For a long time, Paul, they only built houses. They didn't build any apartment complexes whatsoever. And no Um, roads. And, and yeah, well, they built roads and, but they didn't, there's a one way in essentially and one way out, um, from Phoenix. I mean, if you want to go over to Casa Grande and come back up, you can, but, um, it's a long ways out of the way. And, uh, the one way in and the one way out, if there's ever an accident and God forbid it be a fatality, um, forget it. It's uh, eight, 10, 12 hours of, uh, no passage. So anyway. That's that's a story about yeah. southern um, southern part of the Phoenix metro area. Uh, and by the way, I took a drive down to Tucson this weekend, and it was uh, it was an easy drive. It wasn't bad at all. Uh, except where you were going, but that's. You know. Hey, come on now! The the Tucson uh, city of Tucson built a nice four level parking garage outside the arena. That's it nice. was great. Chad Berman still let me in the back door. I got nice. to camp out in his office. I got to help nice. him move stuff because I don't know if I told you this story, but I, and I shouldn't probably tell, but I'm going to. Um, <laughs> Chad said it's the seventh time this year he's had to move everything out of his office yes. and everything out of his locker rooms into storage for the weekend because there was an event going on at the Tucson um, Event Center slash Arena. Um, this weekend, it's it's professional bull riders. <laughs> so, so. Uh, he had his team and himself and his coaching staff, and I chipped in with a couple of fine words um, nice. <laughs> as we move stuff out of his locker. Can you imagine that? You, and the same thing for the Roadrunners. They had to move everything out of their locker rooms too um, while they're, and go on the road because uh, there was, there was uh, professional bull riders coming in. So I get it. You, you do what you have to do to make money and to raise money, but – that is the disadvantage of having basically one ice surface in that city. Yeah, I, I, I get it. Uh, it's unfortunate. Okay, so that leads me in to what I left uh, the uh, the first part of the show with. Um, okay. I'm intrigued by independents now that there I are know. so many. I am intrigued by them, and we're fortunate enough to have them, a lot of them, in our coverage area. And... We know that probably Arizona State's going to be the only team that gets in as an independent into the NCAA tournament. At yeah, least the that's only what they're hoping. Can, yeah. yeah, that's what they're hoping. Um, but the other teams are going to have a lot of effect, aren't they, on uh, what happens down the stretch? Because Lindenwood's getting better. We've talked about Fairbanks and how they put a – if they don't win, they put a scare into you every single night. Um, we talked about Anchorage, what they're doing, what they're coming along, how they're coming along. Um, so when you talk about those independents, how big a role, Paul, will they play in determining who gets into that top 16 at the end of the year? Well, um, you know, uh, we said it earlier, if you're ASU, you want those teams to win because the better they, the more they win, the more it helps you in the end because, uh, uh, you know, obviously, Talent-wise, they are the better of the teams. I don't think anybody would deny that. And by the way, I didn't want to leave LIU or Stonehill out, but well, uh, but LIU is a little bit out of our area, so is Stonehill, and Stonehill's trying to uh, I, I, get things underway, get their wheels under them. Yeah, I would love to. Uh, that is a situation that that I'll be watching regardless, just because of. 
the weirdness of it. They they they're officially they're a D one school, but they're not playing a whole lot of D one games this year. Um, maybe a half a dozen at the most. And I'm going to say a lot of that's got to do with the lateness. Well, uh, it all has is. to do. It, it, it really they just couldn't get scheduled. They couldn't get scheduled. Yeah, they could. They couldn't get you know D one games scheduled. Like I said, they have about a half a dozen. Um, and they're all part of that intrigue sort of uh, expansion realignment um, because the rest of those teams uh, that Stonehill is are playing this year a lot of them are in their D2 that were you know they were I mean, they're the the orphans, the D two, D two, the D two teams. They still exist, um, but most of them are in that one space, and they have no tournament. Right. Right. So you're no you're almost like an independent because you're you're playing games, but you're you really have no end result. Yeah, I mean it. It it's yeah, and. I mean, those teams that they do play, um, there is talk, and at this point all it is is talk, that they might move up as a group, uh, regardless of whether the NCAA removes the moratorium on leagues. I don't know. Uh, I I did not come up with that. That is uh, other people's. Uh, other other organizations talking about that, but it does affect everybody else. Um, hopefully, LIU will get more home games next year. Um, and every night, Fairbanks and Anchorage and Lindenwood are putting a scare in teams, regardless of whether or not they win the games. Uh, yeah, ab- you're absolutely correct. I mean, Lindenwood uh, swept at Army. Lindenwood has scared the heck out of uh, Minnesota, Michigan. Um, they scared the heck out of uh, Wisconsin this last weekend. Yep. Um, Coach Powers knows what he's getting when they show up here yeah. in late February. On my birthday, by the way. Yeah, uh, <laughs> close to mine too. But, uh... Yeah, close to yours too. But anyway, um, so that uh, th- those are teams. I just want to talk a little bit about that and and the role that they may have. The other thing I want to talk about. Uh, because this is kind of before Thanksgiving and I think we should be thankful for, for all of our teams, but um, you know, Nick Raboni at UNLV asked me uh, something. He goes, you know, we're, we're looking at getting uh, a rink built that could possibly be ours and uh, or part of it. it it's a right. dual rink, but Bill Foley would build as part of his deal with the NHL. Right. Um, but he said, what do you think about 2,500 seats? You think that's an adequate number for NCAA hockey? And I, I thought about it for a minute, and, and he his next um, point that he was making to me was, it's hard to sell a lot of tickets in Vegas because Vegas has become a real destination for not only hockey but obviously other things. Well, but, it's always um, been that. Yeah, but now with hockey, I mean, you got the Henderson Silver Knights, you got um, the the Golden Knights playing well again, uh, you got a junior team in town. So uh, if they were to go NCAA, I'm going to say if, because I know they better. Anyway. um, So anyway, if they were to go NCAA, is 2,500 seats a a good number of seats? And is that a profitable number of seats for NCAA hockey, in your opinion? Well, is it profitable? Um, It can be. I mean the smaller schools you know ASU's is I mean CC built theirs what it theirs is about 3500 right yeah 3400 I think officially you know but but they're a lot and they, and they wish even Ed Robeson said he wished they could have built it about a thousand seats bigger yeah he, I mean he wished they could have built it like Arizona States but um you know he said finances are finances and we did the best best that we could with what we had you know, um, I, and I'm not as familiar 
with what does Amsoil hold? Four, five? It has to be at least five. You know, um, you know, if you go through those other barns, uh, you know, um, I don't know what Connecticut's new building is going to hold. I don't know what Sacred Heart's new building is going to hold. Sacred but, Heart can't be more than 3,500. No, probably not. The pictures but like, I've seen, it can't be. But Princeton? You know, like the oldest rink, they only have they only get like fifteen hundred in there. Now, granted, it's Princeton, yeah. but yeah, you know, um, most of the buildings that you see, maybe not in the UP, because that's the number one game in town. In both of those places, most of the buildings aren't they between twenty five and thirty five. That's exactly what I was getting at. So if you're building a new building, even if it is in Las Vegas, because here's the thing, you can play in your building as much as you want. And if you have big events, i.e. like North Dakota coming in and playing their neutral site game against Arizona State, you have the option of moving to Henderson for a weekend or moving to T-Mobile for a weekend or even the Orleans with 74 or 500 seats for the weekend. So those are options, but I think if you want to build a strong fan base and strong uh, season ticket holder support and a really good home ice advantage, I think having 2,500 and having people trying to get tickets is better than having 3,000 empty seats. Uh, I agree with that. I think you want to have, you want to figure out before you figure out your total, how many students do we want to get in here? Now, you know, UNLV is not ASU because nobody is in terms of numbers. But they're bigger than, than let's say, Bowling Green in terms of, you know, student population, I'm pretty sure, having not looked it up. But, you know, and, and I guess the proximity to the campus would also determine that. But let's just say, uh, you know, ASU went for a specific number for a lot of different reasons. Okay. Um, let's just say if you're UNLV, do you want about 750 students? Is, is, that, is that a big enough student section for you? Well, let me tell you a couple things about UNLV. You mentioned the uh, proximity to campus. Um, it's Las Vegas, right? I know the traffic's getting heavier and heavier uh, with the growth of the city, but uh, let's be realistic here. You're not driving through snow and cold and in blizzards. You're, um, you're going to have decent weather to drive yeah. there. Uh, people will go there uh, for an event. If you're talking about what, uh, on the average, maybe 18 home games a year, um, I mean, like ASU is over the top this year. I mean, that's that's just crazy, the number of home games they have. But we understand okay. it. It's a new building, and there's teams that have to come in and, and reciprocate for, for being um, the whipping boy, if you will, of the uh, Big Ten for a year. <laughs> but anyway, um, so so that's not a problem uh, as no. far as getting fans there. And I think if you have seven, well, I'm talking about students, though. I'm talking about students. No, no, that's what I'm saying. If you have 750 students, I think that's a really good number and a very okay. workable number because that's going to leave you what? Um, I'm, do the math for me, Paul. Well, 2,500 minus just, 750. Let's just say anywhere between 1,800 and 2,000, depending on how many seats you actually put in there. Yeah, or standard room only or whatever. whatever. But, Plus um, whatever fancy schmancy. Because I think you've got to try to shoot for, for – let's say for round number like 500 premier seats your premier season ticket holder it's got to be like 500 right and if you could get some sort of a luxury box i think that's important i mean even well you got asu they've got they've got the boxes but you know what else they have are those loge seats or whatever they call them which are kind of cool and yeah, they're not concourse sort of just well, behind the seats yeah yeah and they're you know they're they're not completely closed off, but they are closed off, if you will. Right. Um, they're they're pretty cool. I like those. I do. Uh, that was a nice addition. 
So anyway, that was my thought is that um, when people talk about that, and you know, we've been talking about San Diego State, and I'll be there hopefully next week to to take a look again and see how things are coming along when I deliver their new summer skates. And by the way, if you want summer skates for your team, check out San Diego State next week when they get theirs. They uh, they have their whole team outfitted, and they've got nice. multiple pairs to sell to uh, help them fundraise. And um, Coach Bateman told me today, he goes, man, they look good. And I said, I know, I'm getting the first pair. Nice. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's just a shameless plug. But anyway, if yeah. you want those, we'll be happy to uh, help you set up your team in custom summer skates, which I would highly, highly recommend. My pair is three years old now, I think, just about, and I have almost wore them out over three yeah, no, years. Good. So good. anyway, so um, but anyway, they they're a little worried about what they have for size. Do they have too big of a building? And uh, I said, you know, that that could be, but you never know in San Diego, right? Because you right. never know who's going to show up. It might be quote unquote the only game in town. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and they do have some history, so. They do draw well with their AHL teams. Very well. Very well. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to get those points out there, and I think we both are in agreement that the uh, the independent teams are going to play a factor in what happens down the stretch, and I think everybody knows it. You heard it in Coach, Coach Powers' voice. You know um, what uh, I, I know what Denver feels about the independents. It's like, you know, they got Fairbanks coming to town. <laughs> yeah. the same weekend as the desert classic and they know what kind of scare they could put into you like they did last year and get a tie out of the deal yeah. so um, th these teams are not pushovers and um they're they're making their mark and i think they will have a say in who gets into the top 16 uh i don't think there's any question about that i mean there's just you know every there are no e there are no gimmies even well, even though ask, we let me ask you this real quick you talk about how Coldgate and that loss uh for arizona state to Coldgate, how that's going to stick with them all year long what do you think northern and western are saying about oh my goodness we lost to anchorage I don't know. is that going to hurt us is that going to hurt us down the road um yes and no because either way they have a conference tournament Right, but if they don't advance through their conference tournament and, and they're, they're looking at 17 or 18 in the pairwise, are they going to look back at it and go, darn it, that was a game we should have won and we didn't? All right, well, um, I, I do get what you're saying. And I, I totally understand that. I'm not, uh, you know, obviously we don't necessarily focus on what happens there but um yeah i mean my point being is anchorage was not supposed to beat those teams on paper and we know what matt chasby's doing and i've watched it uh, multiple times he he's got a team that um is scary it can be very scary and i think it'll be even scarier when we hit january and february oh i mean yeah i mean i'm sure that it definitely makes a difference, okay? Um, because you're sitting there and, uh, you know, once again, it's not just what you do, it's what your opponents do and what your opponent's opponents do. So, and, I mean, theoretically, it, it all works out to quote-unquote 500, but, you know, once again, the the better North Dakota does, the better it is for ASU. And the better that North Dakota does against the better teams, that also helps ASU. So, yep. And um, now it's prediction time because this is your favorite part. Nope. You're going to have uh, you're gonna have Thanksgiving dinner on Thursday. You're going to be all rested up. You're going to be watching that football game down south. Maybe. Um, you're going to be kicking back. And you're going to be going, Arizona State's going to play Minnesota here shortly. Who's going to win, Paul? What's the score is going to be? Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I knew that was the answer I'm going to get. Um, 
Uh, I'm going to say it's going to be a split. As much as I'd like to see a sweep, I'm going to say it's going to be a split. I think uh, ASU surprises them definitely on Friday night. I don't think uh, – I, I think Minnesota coming to town, spending probably Thanksgiving in Arizona, um, 70 degrees, sunshine, pools, uh, warm weather. That can be a little distracting when you've never been there before and never been in that environment. Mm-hmm. And then when you walk into Mullet and you see a full house and a loud house, um, I think that's advantage ASU in game one. You mean it's not like that now in, in Minnesota? Um, No, no, it really is not. Okay. People that are shoveling, including Rowan. Yeah, well. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um the uh, uh when they uh when they get into town i think that's where you take advantage on friday night and then as coach powers like to say you uh you win your saturday nights you earn your saturday nights so if you want the weekend off you got to win saturday night and then uh, you can relax saturday night's all yours after the game i i you know obviously you want to get the first one that takes the pressure off right and in theory, uh, the other maroon and gold team doesn't really have a whole lot to lose. I mean, nobody wants to lose, but they don't get hurt necessarily by losing. No, they, and I because if they lose twice, they'll still be in the top ten in the pairwise. Yeah, and and I think coming into this, I don't think that vitriol that we speak of or that I speak of, um, is going to be quite as strong um, in Arizona as it is at Mariucci. Well, that's because the vitriol is not necessarily on the ice. Exactly. Exactly. Nice call. Nice call. So. Okay. I mean, so you're not going to go on a limb and tell us? You're not going to predict nope. this weekend? Why, uh, why should today be any different? I don't make you, oh, man, I hate man. predictions. You want me to give you magic numbers? Should no. I, give it, I, can, no. I can start. Don't. <laughs> Nobody wants No, because they don't exist. The magic number is one. <laughs> All right. So let's do this prediction then. Um, <laughs> who's going to be the standout this weekend uh, when that series is over with? What player are you going to look at and go like, Wow. He was a difference maker because I already know my guy. Well, it's usually the goalie. Okay. Justin Close, TJ Semptonfelter. Well, it's it's the it's the advantage that we know that that uh, ASU has going into most of the series. Wow. Nice sidestep. You didn't even get hit hard with that sidestep. You just sidestepped it quietly. That's what I do. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, let's face it. I mean, I say it's TJ Sempton filter when it's all said and done. If ASU comes away with a sweep, it's going to be a lot to do with TJ Sempton filter. The, uh, the, the one eight of that is, uh, is going to be one Josh Doan. How, how can Josh apply himself to be a difference maker? Because when he gets in front of the net ball on the power play, and you've seen it, he is a horse. He is very hard to move. Uh, unlike his father, he's got really good hands, really good soft hands. Oh, sorry, Shane, didn't mean that. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> and I just hope, and I wanted to talk to Shane, to uh, Josh about it today, is that I told you, and I'm sure you saw it as well, but he was setting up to one side of the net, and he was oftentimes looking to kind of throw a backhanded pass to the other side to uh, to somebody crashing the net. Right. But what was Which happening? I'm all for, by the way. Yeah, me too. But what I what was happening is those guys were crashing, and that the, the defenseman started figuring it out. He's in a position where he can't hurt us, other than making a pass. And I'm wondering, you know, if I'm running that power play for ASU, the first thing I do is I try that, and I let Josh throw that backhanded pass and see what happens. If it doesn't convert from now on, at least every other time they're on the power play. I'm not looking at Josh Stone's stick. I'm looking at the other upper shoulder of the goaltender because the goaltender that I saw uh, at, at Anchorage against them, against Arizona State, I should say, was um, cheating 
towards Josh Dorn as you would, right? If he's standing oh, yeah. in front of you, you cheat towards him, which means that if the puck does not go to him, there's going to be an exposed side, and that could be the shoulder, the uh, the stick, or the glove, depending on the goaltender. Um, that's what I would do, and I would shoot at that at that spot, um, and and use him as a decoy at least half the time. Well, listen, I mean, you got to crash the net no matter how you look at it, and I'll say it, and say it, and say it. Um, of course you do, but there's two things you can do. You can use Josh and. Uh, and crash the net off of his pass right. or deflection, or you can use him as a decoy and go the opposite side and have somebody crash in the net looking for a rebound or a deflection. Well, yeah, I get all of that too. I'm just saying the most important thing is send the puck to the net. Right, and I'm going to say that I think Josh Doan is a horse that uh, that can cause some havoc down there, and I think you got to use him that way. Well, Try yeah, it. Back I hope and forth. so. I hope so. I certainly hope so. I mean, that's well, my point being is, I, I watched them. Uh, and by the way, this will be my fourth weekend. I've been at every home series that right. they played in that building. So write it's that true. down, will you? Don't tell it's me true. who's not covering. Anyway, uh, I know. Um, so as we uh, if we look at that, what like I was saying is, it, there was a lot of Josh would present his stick to the outside of the goal and they would continually go to it. I think you have to change it up. Go to it, go away from it, go to it, go away from it. I don't care how you do it. Just uh, try some different things and I think you'll see success on the power play. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I I, I, I'm, I agree with that. Uh, you know, I, 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 I definitely think that you know, you have to mix it up. That's what you that's what you do, right? I mean you have to That's what we did. It's Thanksgiving you know? week. Yeah, I mean you We mixed it up. I know. The the <laughs> the game doesn't change though. Throw the puck at the net, crash the net, et cetera, et cetera. Mix All it right. Up. Let's say goodnight. Let's say we've got a big weekend of hockey coming up and um I think tomorrow we're going to be off because Steven's got a, a big um, hockey fights cancer game. He wanted to go nice. early, and I said, you know what? It's the day before Thanksgiving. Let's give everybody a break, not have to hear our voices, and yeah, uh, well. just enjoy some turkey and some family and some, some hockey when it's all said and done. Yeah, I, 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 can, I can definitely understand that. All right, take it away, my friend. From the Summer Skate Studios behind the mask, College Hockey West Live, brought to you by AT&T Wireless, where unlimited your way lets you choose the right plan for each member of your family. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or behindthemask.com. Peterson Toyota, whether you're looking for your dream car or shopping on a budget, we take the time to find the perfect Toyota to fit your needs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Now at two locations, the original at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard and the new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. For the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Drury Inns and Suites, an official Disney World hotel. Book your stay now for, for stays at DruryHotels.com. Jets Pizza, go to JetsPizza.com to find your fresh deal. At your nearest Jets location today, Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. Liberty University. Hockey, education, and faith with equal passion at liberty.edu. Buy M Drive. Go to mdriveformen.com to see which M Drive formula is for you. And by College Hockey Inc. College Hockey West Live presented by Behind the Mask and all of the Ice Time Hockey West.com podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and available for download at whatever your favorite platform is. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts, all one word. Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the Ice Time Hockey West.com. Very well done, my friend. Do we have a. Uh... A half day tomorrow, a full day, no school. What's what's going on in the school district? Um, no, oh, I got to go to work. 
<laughs> Full day? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Do they uh, not know? Do they not know what the day is after that? Um, they don't, don't care. The city doesn't care, no. No, nah, didn't think so. No. How's the weather out there, by the way? Uh, not 76? horrible. 76? No, 76 no, not quite, no. Are you going in the hot tub? Uh, if I had one, yeah. Uh, on the palatial estate? Uh, yeah, no, because okay. um, it doesn't exist. <laughs> Neither Just does checking. the quote-unquote palatial estate. <laughs> All right, have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. Paul, have a great Thanksgiving. We will be in touch. And, of course, Sunday night, tune in again to another edition of College Hockey West Live. Tomorrow night we're off. Yay. No, no hockey talk tomorrow. We will take the night off. Uh, Stephen will be, of course, uh, camped out at uh, T-Mobile Arena as nice. uh, it's hockey fights cancer, and I know that's near and dear to everybody's heart. Yep. yep. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night.